0: Israel is facing growing international pressure over its intention to launch an all-out military assault on the city of Rafa. That's in the wake of a ferocious, a ferocious hostage rescue uh, operation that killed dozens of Palestinians. Uh, Elon Levy, Israeli government a spokesperson, uh, joins us now. Uh, Elon, thanks indeed for talking to us this morning. Um, l- lots of international leaders, including Joe Biden, urging Israel uh, to proceed with caution Uh, in rafa given the number of obviously civilians that have been forced to move there is israel listening
1: of course and that is why the prime minister said a few days ago that before a full ground offensive in rafa the army must come up with a plan to help civilians evacuate from that area let's understand why we are talking about this operation right now hamas began this war Back during the October seventh massacre, which many people seem to have forgotten about now we, 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 we know the back we do know the backdrop oh, too not, we, not we you know. necessarily man, man, many others who seem to be who are intervening it began with twenty four battalions We have now destroyed eighteen of those battalions. there are two on their last legs in Khan Yunus and another four in Rafa and There are many civilians there who Hamas is now trying to use as human shields we 've seen as we push throughout the Gaza Strip that the tunnel shafts from Hamas's massive underground military tunnel network poke out inside schools and hospitals and mosques and kindergartens. And that's why it's important for us that civilians get out of the way so that we can target the Hamas military infrastructure without hurting civilians.
0: The counter-argument to that is that uh, civilians have been getting out of your way for the last number of months, and they have ended up in Rafah. And there's really nowhere else for them to go. And that this offensive, if and when it does happen, uh, is going to cost thousands, many thousands uh, of of lives, innocent civilian lives.
1: Sure. First of all, it's not true that there's nowhere for them to go. There are areas north of Rafah where Israel has already cleared a Hamas military presence. And wherever Hamas is not operating, that is somewhere that civilians can go. Now, look. Obviously, we would want to be able to destroy the Hamas terrorist army at zero cost to anyone. And that is still possible if Hamas surrenders, if it releases the hostages, lays down its arms and hands over the perpetrators of the October 7th massacre to face justice. And we think that anyone who wants to bring this war to a swift and speedy conclusion should be demanding that Hamas surrender. That is the only acceptable outcome after the October 7th massacre.
0: I mean, is it not... Incredibly unrealistic for Palestinians for you to call on Palestinians uh, to call on Hamas to surrender. That's just not going to happen.
1: Well, we've already seen voices of dissent within the Gaza Strip. I think Palestinians beginning to realise the extent of the disaster that Hamas has brought on them. But if Hamas is not going to surrender, we will do everything possible in order to minimise the cost. In order, as you correctly noted to try to get civilians out of harm's way because the alternative is that they will be trapped People in the People would say that is- Israel's
0: bona fides on this are not good given what's happened uh, over the last number of months where we've seen many many thousands of civilian deaths that your bona fides aren't really worth anything in relation to this.
1: On the contrary, we think that Israel's actions in this war will teach armies in future how you conduct counterterrorism wars in urban areas, because the challenge that Israel faces is unique. There is no army in the history of warfare that has ever had to fight against an enemy that has spent 16 years embedding itself under civilian areas while holding over 100 hostages, firing rockets at the home front. We've received over 12,000 rockets from Gaza uh, in such conditions. That certainly wasn't the case in the Battle of Mosul, for example. Just if we're going to put this into international comparison, when it took the Iraqi army together with 85 nations nine months to dislodge only 3,000 ISIS fighters from Mosul at a potential cost of 11,000 civilians. Now, while every civilian casualty is, of course, tragic, Hamas bears complete responsibility for all the loss of life as a cause of its decision to wage war so and to fight Israel that Israel bears urban no areas. responsibility for those deaths at all? I mean, that's hardly credible. This, Hamas launched this war. We didn't want this war. We didn't start this war. No. We didn't even expect this war. Hamas launched this war and decided to fight this war from inside tunnels that poke out inside schools and hospitals. Yeah, no, we we know that, but but you you can't say what's happened since is nothing to do with
0: Israel. That's that's not that's not remotely credible. We are taking
1: we are taking targeted action against Hamas while doing everything we can to get civilians out of harm's way. Okay, final final question.
0: Final question. Uh, I mean, you insist your position is right. It's justified. And yet everybody, including friends of Israel, uh, like, like Joe Biden, foreign secretaries, diplomats, they're all saying, call off the Rafa offensive. Does Israel have a monopoly of wisdom, a monopoly of morality?
1: We have a monopoly on protecting our civilians. On October 7th, Hamas death squads invaded and incinerated whole families alive. They reduced them to ash so it was possible to identify some of them only by dental implants. They committed barbaric acts of rape. And at the end no, of No, what, day, what happened on that day is means.
0: appalling. There's absolutely and no question about that. But we're talking about the intervention. We're talking about your intervention uh, in Rafah and we're talking about friends of Israel saying don't do this. And my question is, do you have a uh, does Israel have a monopoly on wisdom and a monopoly on morality?
1: Israel do will do whatever we have to do in order to protect our civilians and we think the most moral thing after the October 7 massacre is to make sure that the terrorist army that is threatening to do that again and again does not have the power to do so. A
0: terrorist army that has offered a ceasefire uh, deal, which um, you have um, rejected.
1: No, uh, a terrorist organisation that offered terms of complete Israeli capitulation, saying that it should emerge from the October 7th massacre on its feet. We've destroyed three quarters of Hamas's battalions, and we're very close now to a total Israeli victory over Hamas, This war cannot end. The message that is sent to terrorists around the world cannot be that you can perpetrate barbaric acts of violence against civilians. Hide behind your own civilians, and then the world will intervene in order to save your skin. And I would note that the European Parliament, the European Parliament has a lot more sense than certain world leaders, because only a few weeks ago it voted on a resolution that said by a large majority, by the way, that said, there should be no permanent ceasefire until Hamas is dismantled and the hostages are released. Elon. Because they understand that anything short of a total Israeli victory and the destruction of Hamas means the next okay. massacre is only going to be a matter of time. And we Elon can't afford Levy.
0: that. Elon Levy, Israeli government spokesperson, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman.
1: In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on
0: News Talk.